step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Deshaun Jackson's truck, it's the 4th and Inches show with <laughs> Jenna and the Sherpa for our, for our 17th and final show of the season. Jenna, how are you this uh Christmas week. Well, um, I'd be better if the Cowboys were still in in range of the playoffs, but you know, I will eventually make peace with this. <laughs> How are you, As a Giants fan, I don't have too much sympathy for you. I can I can understand that. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I hope you had a good holiday. I did. I did. Um, just. This this show the the last one of the season was the week seventeen championship games is in some ways the most difficult one to do you know it probably has the you know fewest people actually playing in week seventeen just because most leagues have their championships ending in week sixteen but you know when you throw in the added factor of trying to figure out who's going to play and who's going to rest their starters that makes this week uh, even more challenging than your your typical week and maybe not reflective of who has the best team, but uh, we're here to help you try to put together your uh, best team for this week. If you're still playing in a, in a game this week. Yeah. Yeah. We absolutely, we're here to guide you to victory as we are every week. Um, Obviously we're going to try to do our very best to, to give you some guidance on who it looks like may sit of teams that have clinched or, or potentially have clinched. Um, so we'll we'll factor that into our picks and our predictions as well. And then, of course, even if you're not playing this week, stick around. We, of course, have our predictions, which are always an interesting experience, our daily fantasy picks, and uh, all the news and notes, uh, injuries, what's going on with your team. So we can – I'm certain we've got some kind of value to add for you this week. <laughs> of course. It, so but we do, of course – Yeah, you can find us all over the place all week long at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show, at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And, of course, we'll be here for the full hour from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, or if you're listening after the fact, we're here for an hour. (laughs) But, um, like I mentioned before, we have everything from who to start, who to sit, injuries, our predictions, our daily fantasy picks, um, who we love, who we don't this week, and uh, all all that coming your way. So we can certainly just jump right in. At least it wasn't too, too bad as far as injuries this week. No, and I just as an aside, I have to say my favorite moment from the Christmas weekend games was the, you know, the Seattle touchdown interception return and then the guy <laughs> jumping into the Salvation Army bucket. We were almost coming from the Salvation Army bucket tonight, but then some late-breaking news about – Deshaun Jackson made me change course there, veer off as it were. Justifiably uh, so. (laughs) Yeah. So, with friends like that who needs enemies. So, why don't we get right to the. Why don't we get. um, Actually, before we start in on the 
injuries and waiver wires for running back, why don't we just address the 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 elephant in the room here about which teams are going to rest their starters? I have a list here, and why don't you give me your um, opinion of whether I'm missing any here or overstating it? But um, I think okay. Kansas City, they de- they said they're definitely going to start Patrick Mahomes, so I would put them in the mm-hmm. – I, I won't call it tanking, but I'll call it maybe not trying as hard as, as they might <laughs> uh, otherwise. So I would put Kansas City in that bucket. Jacksonville said they're not going to, but I'll believe that when I see it. Um, I think, you know, between Leonard Fournette's ongoing foot injury and just, you know, not wanting to go into the playoffs with Chad Henney as your – starter. I, I think the Jacksonville is also likely to be very um, cautious in terms of you know, how, how long they play their starters from. So I, I'd stay away from them if I could. The Eagles, they haven't really said anything, but again, I think they're kind of in a middle ground. After as, as, as bad as their offense looked Monday night in their, in their win, I would think it that they want to have Nick Foles play at least you know, a quarter or maybe even longer than that with some of the first string receivers there, namely uh, Aguilar and Jeffrey, to see if they can get on the same page again as they were a couple of weeks ago against the Giants. And then um, question marks, the Rams and the Vikings, in theory, they're pretty locked into their spots. It's almost assured that, you know, that the Rams are going to finish third seed and the Vikings will finish second seed. There's a slight chance that Carolina could jump up to get the second seed from Minnesota and slight chance that the Rams could drop back. But, you know, I think there's such a small chance of that happening that, you know, and those are also teams that I'd be really leery of. And then the other thing to be aware of is just, I guess, to try to minimize the probability of having meaningless games at the end of the of the day, what they've chosen to do is they've actually backloaded the Sunday games. So there's going to be seven early games and nine late games on Sunday, which, you know, in all but you know, one case, I think, you know, the teams will will know, you know, will, won't know before their game starts uh, whether their game has uh, meaning or not. I think the only um, thing that could be decided is the Minnesota-Chicago game. The outcome of that will you know, determine whether Carolina can possibly sneak up into the second seed because if Minnesota wins, there's nothing really for um, Carolina can't possibly get the second seed then, although they probably still want to to try to beat Atlanta then. But uh, anyway, so that was a long-winded monologue, but uh, what what do you think? Um, Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Eagles – I mean, they just really like beating the Cowboys. I, I think they're going to put some effort into it. And just partly with Nick Foles, you know, not not having really any reps most of the season and them having a bye next week, I think they'll play longer into the game. I don't think they play the whole game, but you may get a half. You may get them into the, into the second half a little bit. Um, the Rams did come out and say they're going to rest some starters. They're not really saying who, except with the exception of Todd Gurley, is they're not going to play. Um, so I, I would think that at some point you're going to really lose everybody that you're going to want on that team anyway. Um, the other thing that I'm keeping an eye on is the Patriots and the Steelers. I know they're vying for for that number one spot and, and home field, but both of those games could be blowouts pretty quickly. 
Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if maybe, uh, you know, late in the third or in the fourth quarter you see some of those guys start to sit down, um, you know, if, if things are well in hand. But by the same token, you may have enough fantasy points out of them at that point that it really is a moot point, but something to consider. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. I Maybe just because I see the Jets trying to control that game on the ground, you know, that I think they might be able to hang in there. Pittsburgh, I think, you know, they showed against Houston last week that they have no mercy and that they can blow out bad teams. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I um, have no doubt that they both want to come out and make a statement because they want to look strong going into the playoffs, and that's just kind of how those teams both function. But, I mean, if you're up 20, 30 points, which could happen in either of those games, at some point you're going to sit some of these guys down. Oh, I, I totally agree. I guess where I disagree is that I am not convinced that the Patriots are going to get up 20 or 30 points on the Jets, but uh, we'll get into that when we get into our game picks. So, all right, we already have some uh, dissension and, uh, and uh, <laughs> differences of opinion. We haven't even really started on the agenda for the show yet. So, uh, without further ado, um, which running backs would you be looking to, to stay away from this week? Uh, so running back is probably a position that got hit the hardest last week. Uh, Melvin Gordon dealing with that ankle injury. DeMarco Murray uh, has a grade three MCL tear in his knee, but he says he's going to play through it. He's he's not playing a whole game this week in case you guys haven't figured that out yet. I don't think uh, Aaron Jones anything, left. but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he seems to think he is. Aaron Jones left last week's game with a knee injury. James White's dealing with an ankle injury. Rex Burkhead dealing with a sprained knee. Joe Mixon sprained his ankle after missing the last two games with a concussion. Damian Williams is dealing with a a shoulder injury that looks like it may keep him out this week. And Tavares Cadet is dealing with an ankle injury. And then, of course, uh, you have Todd Gurley not going to play this week. And then, likely, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, and Jay Ajayi will see limited or no action this week. So keep those in mind, too. Yeah, you hit everybody that I was going to touch on then. So in terms of waiver wire pickups, waiver wires probably stretch pretty thin at this point in the season. The only good news (laughs) is you probably only have two or at most four teams in your league that still care about the waiver wire unless they're really sadistic. But um, (laughs) I would say Wayne Gallman would probably be my priority pickup, you know, for the Giants. going up against the Redskins, even though the Giants' offense continues to underwhelm. He's actually started to show some signs of life the last few weeks, especially in the passing game, which is how I think they're going to have to play if they want to beat Washington. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Corey Clement with the Eagles, I think he probably stands to benefit the most if the Eagles do pull their starters early. I mean, we saw what happened to him in that one game. He had three touchdowns just by the product of, of people being a little banged up. I don't see why that can't happen this week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, it's, it's a, uh, he's probably the top again, of These aren't list. really people you want to be starting in a, uh, in a championship no. week. But again, no. if you, chances are that, you know, some of those playoff bound guys that we mentioned, there's a good chance it's not a running back, but it's some position, you know, some of your better players might be uh, limited availability this week. So, you know, you may have to dip into the waiver wire at the very least your bench, but uh, TJ Elvin with Jacksonville going up against Tennessee, Peyton Barber with Tampa against the Saints, Mike Davis 
Um, Malcolm Brown is somebody I like. He's um, racked up 50 or 60 yards on a couple of occasions in relief of Todd Gurley this season. And now he and uh, a guy near and dear to your heart, Lance Dunbar, are probably going to split carries yep. for the Rams this week. <laughs> and then uh, Matt Breida with uh, San Francisco may also get some more work than he would otherwise this week. So um, those are the guys I'd be looking at if I were forced to go to the waiver wire this week. How about you? Yeah, I, I think you hit everybody. Uh, I just, like you said, it, it's sort of slim pickings out there. It is week 17. I hope you don't have to go to the waiver wire, but, you know, if if someone being on a buy or resting, you know, a quasi buy, if you will, or resting is forced to hear, you know, at least you have a couple of options. <laughs> okay, so now our ever-popular top ten list. Uh, why don't you hit us with your running backs, and we'll see how many we disagree on this week, your top ten okay. for this week. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling strong. <laughs> I've You're got not going to recognize Bell. half the names on my list. I'll, I'll, rec- I'll warn you of that already. Perfect. Perfect. I've got Le'Veon Bell at the top of my list, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, LaShawn McCoy, Mark Ingram, Melvin Gordon, Devontae Freeman, Christian McCaffrey, Dion Lewis, Derek Henry, and uh, Kenyon Drake and Carlos Hyde just outside of my top ten. Yeah, you'll, you'll be glad to know that we don't agree on much this week. Yeah, perfect. We have, uh, this feels, this feels five, right. <laughs> five or six of the top ten and, uh, of course, several on my avoid list. But um, So I, I have Ezekiel Elliott going up against Philadelphia at the top of my list, Alvin Kamara two, Alex Collins three, Mark Ingram four, Marshawn Lynch five, C.J. Anderson six, Lamar Miller, I know he's been awful lately, but I think he's going to have a bounce-back game against Indianapolis to close out the season, Wayne Gallman eight, Carlos Hyde nine, and Christian McCaffrey ten, and then Kenyon Drake, Bilal Powell just outside my top ten and you're more desperate, uh, Capri Bibbs, Matt Breida, and Devontae Booker might also be guys worth looking at. Okay. All right. So our lists are a little different. <laughs> Just a little bit. How about the Just avoid a little list? Bit. There, I, My I have a feeling list. we'll have a little bit more overlap here this week. Yeah. I mean, I, these are more recognizable names. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Jay Ajay, Todd Gurley, as we mentioned, he's not going to play this week. Don't start him. Jordan Howard, Lamar Miller, Bilal Powell, Tevin Coleman, Amir Abdullah, Isaiah Crowell, Danny Woodhead. So we have some overlap. <laughs> yeah, some. Yeah. Um, I have Todd Gurley and Jordan Howard, the top two on my avoid list. Kareem Hunt, third. Leonard Fournette, fourth. I'm actually not a fan of Devontae Freeman's matchup this week. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, not real keen on that matchup either. Jay Ajay, agree. Um, Chris Ivory and TJ Alden, and then Mike Davis rounds out my my 10 that I would be looking to avoid. And an honorable mention I'll give to the Minnesota and Cleveland running backs, um, two on each <laughs> side there. Whoever decides to play running back there. <laughs> Whoever's the running back there, it doesn't matter. No, it really so. doesn't. Sorry, guys. <laughs> all right. We're off to a flying start here as far as the disagreeing part goes. So that's all. Yeah, things fun. are going well. We are in mid-season form at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. So how about um, wide receivers uh, between the injuries and the and the, the rest 
Sweeps, uh, who's on your (laughs) list for this week? All right. So Sterling Shepard left with a neck injury. Uh, They they say he's going to play this week. Eh, I'm I'm not as excited about that. Uh, Jordy Nelson dealing with a shoulder injury. He left the game as well. Antonio Brown obviously not going to play with that calf injury. So they seem to think he might show up for the playoffs, which I don't necessarily believe. Devontae Adams still dealing with a concussion. Marquise Lee with a bad ankle. Chris Hogan still dealing with that shoulder injury. Not going to play. Jeremy Macklin uh, dealing with a bad knee. Emmanuel Sanders with a foot injury. Deshaun Jackson did return to practice after missing the last few weeks with an ankle injury. He looks like he's good to go this week. Alan Hearns also dealing with an ankle injury. Demir Bird has a a bad knee. And Tavares King is still in the concussion protocol. And then you've got the guys who likely aren't going to play an entire game. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, D.D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole, Alshon Jeffrey, and Nelson Aguilar. I would like to point out, by the way, that I was very wrong about D.D. Westbrook last week. <laughs> yeah, I, I sat him in. It didn't pan out the way I wanted. No, and Keelan Cole had a nice – he didn't reach the end zone this week. But, no, but uh, he had a much better showing. He, he so, props to you on that one, Sherpa. You correctly well, picked the the right Jaguars receiver. <laughs> well, I don't know. The, they they still got blown out by the 49ers, so I'm not sure how much great. props anybody gets for that. Um, if I, yeah, I think you're higher on Jimmy Garoppolo generally than I am, so yeah, you deserve credit for that. Mm. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you hit everybody on my list. And Deshaun Jackson, there's a little matter of uh, his um, – yeah, his, his, his Chevy Silverado, <laughs> his, his his car and friend issues that might also conspire to to keep him from game action this week. But uh, anyway, so, so that is always fun. Yeah, the, it's, it's this week is this season's been relatively quiet on the police blotter front. So it's good yeah. that we get one last uh, gasp in, and we can also give uh, honorable mention, even though. Unless you're in an IDP league, you probably don't care and weren't starting Eli Apple anyway. But uh, I also, mean, what uh, on earth is going on with your Giants? Is it like uh, we were talking about this earlier today? It's like a group of middle school girls right now. They're out of control. Yeah, that's it's not a, a good situation there, and changes will be made. As, as I said, I, I hope they don't. Um, I, eventually, they're going to have to cut the cord with Eli, but I'd like to see them try to do what the Rams did last offseason, go out and mm-hmm. sign a ton of offensive linemen that'll improve their line and then just see whether they can make one more run behind an improved offensive line. But uh, that, that may yeah. not be the direction they choose to go in. But uh, anyway, I digress. So mm-hmm. in terms of wide receiver waiver wire pickups, Tyrell Williams with the Chargers going up against the Raiders mm-hmm. defense, I know they look pretty good against the Eagles Monday night, but it's a short week, and you know, they're also going up against you know, a better quarterback, quite frankly, in Phillip Rivers than they saw last week in uh, St. Nicholas. But anyway, yeah. so Tyrell Williams <laughs> would be at the top of my list. Corey Davis with Tennessee. Jacksonville has a really good pass defense, but again, I think they're likely to call off the dogs pretty early in that one. Josh Doxson for Washington going up against the Giants. Uh, if you're more desperate, I would say look at Kenny Galladay um, for Detroit versus Green Bay, Chris Godwin for Tampa Bay versus New Orleans, Tyler Lockett for Seattle versus Arizona, and Eli Rogers, who's now in the 
enviable third wide receiver um, spot for Pittsburgh going up against Cleveland's porous uh, secondary. Nice, nice. I I agree. Um, The only one I may add is Corey Davis in Tennessee. Uh, Obviously, Tennessee's got to play for their lives. Oh, sorry. I missed him. I was was still looking at Kenny Galladay's stats. Oh, well, they are quite impressive. No, you're fine. uh, Okay. Yeah. I agree. Kenny Galladay's at the top of my list. Corey Davis is a close second. It's just, it's it's tough out there. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's pretty slim there. So, in terms of wide receiver top tens, I'll start off on this one. Um, Michael Thomas for New Orleans is at the top of my list, followed by mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, T.Y. Hilton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquise Goodwin, Marvin Jones, Richard Matthews, Robbie Anderson, and Tyrell Williams rounds off my top ten. And then I've got Golden Tate, Des Bryant, Brandon Cooks, and Demarius Thomas is uh, just outside. Okay. Our lists are a little different. <laughs> That's shocking. Um, I, I agree with you on some of these. I have DeAndre Hopkins at the top of my list. It just amazes me that despite all of all of the things that have happened in Houston, that he still continues to put up such numbers. Um, so I'm, I'm still sticking with him this week. Michael Thomas is a very close second for me. Keenan Allen at three. Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Larry Fitzgerald, Doug Baldwin, Brandon Cooks, and uh, T.Y. Hilton is number 10 on my list. And then I've got Juju Smith-Schuster, A.J. Green, and Jarvis Landry just outside my top 10. Okay. I got some beef with Um, Des Bryant. He's way further down on my list. (laughs) Okay. I've got A.J. Green at the top of my avoid list, which seems to be pretty common in recent weeks, although... (laughs) <laughs> Although um, Cincinnati surprised me last week and did a lot better than I thought they would against Detroit. Not only did they you know, not get blown out, but they actually won the game. So uh, props to them. Yeah, I mean, AJ Green, um, Adam Thielen, um, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Michael Crabtree, Larry Fitzgerald, Amari Cooper, Devin Funches. Stefan Diggs and Deshaun Jackson round out my top 10 with uh, Josh Gordon, Jeremy Macklin, and Corey Coleman just outside my top 10. So our list are quite a bit different. <laughs> a yeah. little bit. Uh, my, my avoid list has Kelvin Benjamin at the top of it, Amari Cooper, Sterling Shepard, Devontae Parker, Alshon Jeffrey, Sammy Watkins, Cooper Cup, Kendall Wright, Emmanuel Sanders, and Tyreek Hill. Okay, well, we agree on a few of them. Yeah, we got a couple. I was, I mean, this list was better. The avoid list for wide okay. receivers might be our high point of the show. <laughs> yeah, it be. is possible. <laughs> All right, so on to quarterbacks then. Uh, yes. So, uh, not not much in the way of injuries, which is exciting. Um, as far as uh, Guys, probably not playing this week. You're looking at Alex Smith, we know, is not going to play. Jared Goff, also not going to play. Blake Bortles, allegedly going to play. We'll see. And uh, Nick Foles, again, allegedly going to play. We'll see how deep he gets into that game. Uh, so so a couple of names you're going to have to replace. All right. And to do that, I have a few unconventional names. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not unconventional. He's been on fire 
four and oh as a starter, so he's at the top of my list. Um, although again, picking up a quarterback over the way off the waiver wire to start in the championship week always somewhat dicey proposition, but as we always say, matchups never always matter, especially during the championship week. Jacoby Brissett really underwhelming this season, but a nice matchup against Texans at home to round out the season. Uh, Paxton Lynch against Kansas City. Kansas City secondary has been pretty generous to begin with, and we're probably not going to see their first string for the whole game, I would think. Eli Manning going up against Washington. T.J. Yates going up against Indianapolis. I think that Indianapolis-Houston game, although it doesn't have any playoff implications, could end up being a pretty bountiful one from a fantasy point perspective. And then if you're really Mm -hmm. desperate, uh, Tyrod Taylor and Jay Cutler are both out there in the majority of leagues too. I would I would like to make a case that you don't have to be that desperate for Tyrod Taylor. Shocker, if you guys have heard this one before. But, I mean, he's played well historically against the Dolphins. Granted, it's it's a better defense than he has seen in some years past, but he's scored multiple touchdowns about against them the, the last three times he's played them. Um, he's had rushing yards. He's had hundreds of passing yards, four touchdowns in, in his last two trips there. Uh, overall, he plays pretty decently against the Dolphins, so I'm I'm on the soapbox for Tyrod Taylor this week. Okay, I'm not going to try to push you off or anything, <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll get to that in our avoid list probably. Actually, he's not on my avoid list. So, um, so anyway, how about uh, top ten quarterbacks? Who who do you like this week? Uh, I have Tom Brady at the top of my list. Like I said, I'm I'm worried that he may not make it through the whole game, but even if he doesn't, I think he does enough damage that I'll be okay either way. Uh, Russell Wilson, number two, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, don't call him Matt, Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Brees, and Dak Prescott rounding out my top ten with, you guessed it, Tyrod Taylor, Case Keenum. <laughs> On the outside looking in. <laughs> All right. I, I have – actually, we agree on eight of our top ten, so that's that's pretty Whoa. good, I think. Wow. Uh, slightly different order, but it's, it's the thought that counts, okay. right? So this is actually pretty directionally, good Directionally, Yeah, and we're, we're – you know, we have the names in slightly different order, but in general, we, we seem to um, see these games you know, in the same way, so – I have Drew Brees at the top of my list, Tom Brady second, Philip Rivers third, Matthew Stafford fourth, Ben Roethlisberger fifth, Jimmy Garoppolo sixth, Kirk Cousins seven, Jacoby Brissett eight, Dak Prescott nine, and Brett Hundley ten. And then just outside, I've got (laughs) TJ Yates. Well, he's not playing at home, so I expect him to to show up for the game. That's 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 a really bizarre home road split that he has this season. It's weird, but it works. And it's not going to be nine degrees uh, during this game either, especially if if it is, there's something seriously wrong in the dome there in Detroit. But uh, so I have Brett Hundley, TJ Yates, Bryce Petty, Paxton Lynch, and Marcus Mariota, some other guys that I expect to have a pretty good week. But uh, again, you're you have to be a braver person than I am to to start most of those guys in in a championship week. 
That's true. It, it does take some stones. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I would think uh, our avoid... avoid lists are going to look are going to look somewhat similar. Um, Alex Smith, Jared Goff, Nick Foles, kind of no-brainers at the top of the list there. Uh, I've got Matt Ryan on my list as well this week. Derek Carr, Jay Cutler, Joe Flacco, Patrick Mahomes, Mitchell Trubisky, and your boy TJ Yates. Not making the cut for me. Okay. I've got uh, Cam Newton is actually at the top of my avoid list. Ooh. That'll make you happy, I'm sure. Uh, David Carr, he second. Does. Case Keenum, third. Jameis Winston, fourth. Joe Flacco, five. Andy Dalton, sixth. Patrick Mahomes, seven, Deshaun Kaiser, eight, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, nine, and Drew Stanton, ten. And, yes, uh, Jared Goff, Blake Bortles, Alex Smith. I, I forgot to put those mm-hmm. guys on my list. I'm embarrassed to admit, but they should all be there. Okay. You were actually so dead set on them not playing, they didn't even factor into your decisions. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that was a nice cover. I appreciate it. All right. That's what I'm here for. So, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I appreciate it. So I'm you know, cleaning up my messes for eight years and running now <laughs> and somehow holding the show together, too, like you always We're do. We're a good team. All right. The pick and roll is strong here. <laughs> yes. You're the one that does most of the, the, the meaningful work, and I'm the one that's just kind of loviating, uh, yeah. for lack of a better word here. But uh, so... On to tight ends, then. Who's um, who's caught your eye this week as people we should be avoiding either because of injuries or, or playoffs? Well, um, Evan Ingram had a, a kind of nasty rib injury. They He's being called questionable. They seem very confident he's going to play this week. Adam Shaheen uh, dealing with a chest injury. That looks a little less good for him. Matchup not that great anyway. Um, so it, it's certainly something. And then of course, you know, I, I feel like just because it's the only, only thing that feels right, we should just mention Jordan Reed's name here, even though clearly he's not playing, but you know, it's just, it wouldn't be an injury report with him anymore. If you're starting, if if you need us to tell you not to start Jordan Reed in your championship week, then you're probably playing in a two team league. I hope somewhere Jordan Reed is starting himself on a fantasy team just because it's the only way he's going to get any, any playing time. <laughs> yeah, uh, he a big fat zero for himself, but uh, hopefully he's strong enough with the other positions to overcome that. But then uh, as far as, as tight ends sitting with teams that are going to rest starters, that's a little a little tougher for me because no one's out and out saying everybody's not going to play. And if you have your second-string quarterbacks coming in or you're just trying to get guys reps, your tight end's going to be in there more often than not when you can because he's that security blanket. You kind of want somebody in there who's going to block for him. So for me, I'm less worried about tight ends not playing than I am pretty much any other position. How do you feel about it? Um, I... Disagree. I think if I had Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz this weekend, I'd be very nervous about starting them. Um, those are yeah, the I'm two not that, that nervous I'm... about Zach Ertz. I mean, he's he's not in my top ten, but you know, he's he's close. If I knew he were going to play even three quarters, I would say, yeah, go ahead and take the chance. But I I just 
I think there's a good chance he's out before halftime. And if that's the case, then I don't think he does a, you know, I, I'd rather have somebody else for a whole game than Zach Ertz for a half game. No. That's all no. right. All right. So in terms of who would that somebody else be if I had Zach Ertz or Travis Kelsey and decided I didn't want to start them, I'd be looking at uh, Antonio Gates, who was back from the dead last week against the Jets and yes, he closing is. out his uh, career with maybe not closing out his career. They still have a chance to sneak into the playoffs, although it seems unlikely that Baltimore I would love would... for them to get into the playoffs. I feel like that team could really, really do some damage. Like, I'd be, I'd be legitimately upset if they didn't make the playoffs, which is very possible. But I feel like they really deserve to be there. I mean, if nothing no. else, they played good games in December. That never happens. No, and they're they're an entertaining offense, certainly to watch. But they sure uh, are. I just I just have a hard time uh, seeing, <clears throat> you know, the Baltimore, for instance, you know, losing, which I think has to is one of the scenarios that allows the Chargers to get it. Actually, um, most of the scenarios involve. Um, you know, Baltimore losing to Cincinnati in order for the Chargers to make it in. And I I just have a hard time imagining that happening, but uh, we'll see. So Yeah, I um, just want it to happen. <laughs> okay, well, you might get your wish. Um, so Antonio Gates, uh, Vernon Davis are the top two on my waiver mm-hmm. wire pickups if I want a tight end. And Jesse James, your perennial favorite, Charles Clay and Benjamin Watson, would be yeah. further down my list. Yes, um, I'm. I'm all for it. I agree with your list. I'm a slightly different order. I've got Charles Clay at the top of it. Surprise, surprise. Um, but I'm. I'm also excited. Antonio Gates is back from the dead. That was really nice. Sorry yeah, about the uh, kidney laceration, but you know, I'm excited for Antonio Gates. <laughs> okay. So in terms of tight ends top tens. I'll start off. I have Rob Gronkowski first, shock. Uh, Eric Ebron second, Jack Doyle third, Antonio Gates fourth, Vernon Davis fifth, Delaney Walker sixth, Jason Witten seven, which will hopefully make you happy, Jesse James eight, George Kittle nine, and Austin Safarian Jenkins um, is, rounds out my top ten for this week. Okay. Our lists are a little different. <laughs> Um, I, I've got Rob Gronkowski at one as well. Again, even if he doesn't play the whole game, he will do enough damage that it is okay. Jimmy Graham, uh, two, Evan Ingram and his terrible ribs at three. Greg Olson, Delaney Walker. I have Charles Clay as high as six on my list. I know you don't agree with this. But <laughs> Eric E. Okay. at seven, Jack Doyle, Kyle Rudolph, Jason Witten's ten for me. I have Antonio Gates and Vernon Davis. Uh, and uh, Jared Cook on the outside looking in. So we had most of our list overlapped. I think seven of the, or yeah, seven of the ten guys that I mentioned were also on your list. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, in terms of my avoid list, and again, I see things a little bit differently. It sounds like on some of the games, but uh, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey would be at the top of my avoid list. Greg Olson, who I know you liked, is second on my avoid list, Kyle Rudolph, Jared Cook, O.J. Howard, Ben Watson, Tyler Croft, 
David Njoku, Adam Shaheen, and Ricky Seals-Jones are all guys that uh, hopefully you're not starting anyway, but just in case you're thinking about it, I, I strongly urge you not to do that this week. <laughs> Sound advice. Uh, we do have some overlap there. I have Cameron Braid on my list, Austin Hooper, Jesse James, Tyler Cross, David Njoku, Ben Watson, Mercedes Lewis, Ricky Seals-Jones, and George Kittle, Garrett Selleck, either one of them. I don't want any part of it. Okay. And on to defenses now. Um, who's your? Who are your top ten defenses for this week? Which oh, is always kind of neat because it's a <laughs> little bit of a tip off into how how different our our game predictions are going to be. But uh, yeah, fire away. Bit. All right. So I have the Vikings at one, followed by the Steelers. Uh, the Ravens, Sea or I'm sorry, the Patriots, Ravens, Seahawks, Chargers, Broncos, Jaguars, and then I have the Rams and Chiefs rounding out my top ten and the Lions and Saints on the outside looking in. Oh, we had a fair amount of overlap, a little different order, but that's uh, okay. So yeah, I, I don't think we're well gonna agree on all sixteen games this week, but then again we didn't last week either, so um, I'm not close though. <laughs> I think we were thirteen and three or fourteen and two last or I think thirteen and three if I recall correctly. So I have mm-hmm. Pittsburgh at the top of my list, followed by Denver, Minnesota, Dallas, Detroit, the Chargers, San Francisco, New England, Indianapolis, and Seattle rounding out my top ten and Buffalo just outside my top ten. Okay. All right, that's not too bad. We did pretty well. Not too bad. So let's see how much overlap we have on our defenses to avoid. (laughs) I've got the Bengals, Raiders, Giants, Browns, Buccaneers, Jets, the Bears, Packers, and Falcons. How are you feeling about it? (laughs) A fair amount of overlap there. Um, So I have Cleveland is at the top of my list. Jets second, Tampa Bay third, Philadelphia four, Houston five, Arizona six, Atlanta seven, Kansas City eight, Rams nine, Chicago ten, and then some honorable mentions, uh, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Green Bay, and Washington. Hmm. That's a hearty list. <laughs> it is. Not a fan of I the defenses figure if I named all 32 teams, I'd be, I'd be likely to be you right on some at least of them, a couple right? of them. <laughs> right. So, so should we launch well, into game project predictions then? I I think it's that time. <laughs> okay. So first up, um, first up we've got Minnesota hosting Chicago. Playoff implications. Minnesota wraps up the second seed with the victory here, and I think they'll get it. I'll say Minnesota twenty-eight. Chicago 17, and I think Minnesota's starters will be out um, by the late third quarter. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you there. They're not going to play the whole game. There's really no need to. Um, The the Bears just don't have enough to put up a fight here. I have Minnesota winning 27-14, so we're we're pretty similar here with how we think this game's going to go. Okay, next up we've got Pittsburgh hosting Cleveland. Pittsburgh has a shot to get the top seed if if they um, 
Pittsburgh wins and New England loses. I, I think Pittsburgh holds up their end of the bargain. I think they'll double up on Cleveland. I'll say final score, Pittsburgh 34, Cleveland 17. I've got Pittsburgh winning 30-10. to 10. I, I don't see this being too much of a contest. You know, I, we, again, we were talking about this earlier today. Like, if, if the Browns could just get it together. They've got talent there. It's just a matter of someone to right the ship. Unfortunately, that did not happen this year, and they're going over. It sounds like it's probably not going to be Josh Rosen quarterbacking them next year either. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next up, we've got Dallas at Philadelphia. And my basis for this game is that Philadelphia is not going to play their starters more than a quarter. I know Nick Poles needs to work on his timing, but I, I think that you know, the greater fear there is that he gets hurt and you go into the playoffs with Nate Sutton as your quarterback and I don't think anybody wants to see that unless you're uh, an Eagles hater so I'm going to say that Dallas plays hard and finishes their season on a high note with a relatively easy victory here I'll say Dallas 31 Philadelphia 17 I've got Dallas winning 28-24 I think that Philadelphia is going to play their starters substantially longer than you do which is okay Um, I just if I am the Eagles, I'm a little concerned with how last week went. I want to shake some of that out of the system. And it's just, this rivalry is always a good one. I mean, it's not the body bag games, but, you know, there's still there's still a grudge to be held here. So um, hopefully my family doesn't evict me this weekend when I go to see them in the Philadelphia area, but you never know. <laughs> well, the Cowboys have something to play for, too. I mean, they're pretty settled at at running back and wide receiver, I mean, running back and quarterback, but, you know, they've got some questions that need to be answered in terms of their wide receivers for next year. You know, is Jason Witten going to be back? There's, there's a lot there. So Mm -hmm. let's see. Um, I think there's, yeah. So I think Dallas will, you know, has a lot to prove there. So if for nothing else, just in terms of guys wanting to, you know, end the year on a good note and, you know, get a leg up on jobs for next season. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Next we go to one of the, I think it's three games in the NFC that don't mean anything, and that's Green Bay at Detroit. In spite of the fact that it doesn't mean anything, Detroit's still a pretty good team at home. I think they'll win this pretty easily. I'll go with a final score of Detroit 27, Green Bay 17. This is another game, just like last week. Like, I really wish Aaron Rodgers hadn't gone on IR because I really would have enjoyed seeing this game if Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I'm less excited with Brent Hundley, and, but as you pointed out, he's much better on the road than he is at home, which, you know, doesn't bode that well for Green Bay long term. But, you know, we'll figure it out. Um, I think this game will be a little more competitive. Yeah, this, I think it'll be a little more competitive. Away quarterback. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean – you can do it with outfielders in baseball. I mean, I don't understand righties and lefties. Why can't we do it in football? It's happening in college just in halves. We could be on to something here. We're going we're gonna to innovate so. an entire new style of offense. Um, but in the meantime, I think Detroit wins this 24-14. Uh, I just – I mean, like you said, this game doesn't mean anything. It's just it's hard to get excited about it. Okay, here's another game that doesn't mean anything over in the AFC, and that's Houston at Indianapolis. 
Yeah. Oof. Neither of these teams <laughs> you know, played up to expectations. Both of them can thank quarterback injuries for that. But mm-hmm. you know, I think they both have some holes to fill, even aside from quarterback, you know, getting their quarterbacks healthy. But I, I think Jacoby Brissett gets the best of this matchup with TJ Yates. Yeah, I think T.Y. Hilton has a big game, and they're able to overcome whatever DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller are able to cobble together. So I'll go with a final score here of Indianapolis 31, Houston 20. I've got Indianapolis winning this 23-17, so I'm a little less optimistic about the offense. I think this is going to be a T.Y. Hilton show. I'm excited for him to come back from the dead here a little bit. Um, But overall, not a lot to get overwhelmed about here. Okay, the Jets at the Patriots. Sounds like we see this one a little bit differently. I think this game will be a little bit more competitive than you do, but I think the Patriots will pull away in the fourth quarter and win. You know, the final score I think will be, you know, will make the game look less competitive than it really is. But I'll go with a final score of Patriots 34, Jets 20. Okay, I'm I'm ending up with a more competitive-looking score than I actually think this game's going to be. Um, I have New England winning this 31-21, and I think that some of that's going to be the Jets' score late when the starters are out for New England. I, just, I don't see them going the distance here. All right, um, next up, another NFC game that has no playoff implications, and that, of course, involves hmm. my Giants hosting the Redskins. To round this out the year, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins' resume game. <laughs> the last yeah, well, thing people are going to see before they offer him his contract in the off season because it's not going to be. The I was just game. thinking about <laughs> that. I I don't know. I I wouldn't be too surprised if he ends up back in Washington because you know they'd have to. If I'm to think, Kirk Cousins, you know, they'd have to pay me so much above market value for me to come back after being disrespected for years. I'm over it. I'd rather go be. I'd rather go be a quarterback. Like maybe, maybe I go be the Bengals quarterback or the Browns. I just go ship out to Ohio, just anywhere else. Well, I mean, I, I just shoot, don't know that many Miami. teams. You know, most of the bad teams claim that they have a quarterback already. I mean, maybe Cleveland splurges mm. there, but you know, which would be an interesting signing. But you know, his most logical you know, landing point with San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan kind of out the door now with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I'll be shocked if they don't franchise him and keep him. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. I but mean, I wonder, anyway, I wonder if, like, an Arizona takes a flyer on him. I, I get excited be, about the idea of him being sense. Cleveland Brown because I think that would just be so, so perfectly fitted together, but I don't know if it'll happen. Yeah, possibly. Um, we'll see. Um, in the meantime, I'm the, her cousin's agent part-time, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Well, the Cleveland and Arizona are both make sense. I think Jacksonville, if they decide to go in a different direction from Blake Bortles, although I'm not sure how much of an upgrade. Yeah. I think he is an upgrade, but is he an upgrade over Blake Bortles that you break the bank for? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, Let's don't see. Think but so. anyway, back to the game predictions. I think the Giants are going to close the season on a high note and win this by a field goal. I'll go with the final score. Giants 27, Redskins 24. I like that idea. Uh, I unfortunately have the Redskins winning this 30-22 to because I think weird things will happen in this game. But, um, I mean, I think this will, this will feel more competitive than a lot of other games we're going to see. So, I mean, I'll watch part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's, that's about as far as I'll go for it. <laughs> I'll watch part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably more than I'll watch of it. But um, <laughs> so thirty to twenty-two will be an interesting yep. score. I guess there's some two-point conversions in there, either that or a lot of field goals and missed extra points. So, <laughs> all right. Also very so possible now, in the NFC right now. Yes. So on to the late games then. And like I said, there's actually nine of them. Arizona at Seattle. Seattle has something to play for. Arizona doesn't. I'll say Seattle wins this pretty easily, uh, 31-21. I have them winning 27-20. I think Arizona will hang around just a little bit. Seattle defense is a little suspect. I think they'll give up some points, but they'll still win this. Okay, next we've got Buffalo at Miami, and in spite of my ragging on Tyrod Taylor, I think they still managed to win this game, mostly on the strength of uh, LaShawn McCoy. And I'll say they take it by a field goal, Buffalo 24, Miami 21. I've got Buffalo winning 24-17. I, like I said, I am the hype man for the Bills apparently today, and I'm all in. Okay. Carolina at Atlanta in one of the more interesting NFC games. And... Hmm. Even though they're at home, I just don't trust the Falcons. They've had too much of a roller coaster season. They might have more talent than Carolina, but I think Carolina's just more consistent and I think they're gonna take Carolina's gonna take this by final score of thirty one twenty four. I'm taking Atlanta to win this twenty seven twenty three. Uh lower scoring game mostly because I think it's gonna be a sloppy game because neither Cam Newton nor Matt Ryan has really lit the world on fire here. So it, it may come down to the run game. I like I like that Atlanta's chances a little bit better being at home and just because we've seen, granted this probably isn't the best argument to make after the last Super Bowl, Carolina choke in some of these bigger games. I think Atlanta's just got a little bit more poise, but I, this game really could go either way. I probably just more want Atlanta to win this game. Yeah, I, I think I'd kind of like to see them win too. And again, if Minnesota wins, their game against Chicago, then Carolina you know, doesn't you know, have a chance to move up to the number two seed and they would take a yeah. need a New Orleans loss, which I think is probably the most unlikely part of the thing string of events that would have to yeah. take place for them to make it. But uh, we'll see. So next up, we've got Baltimore hosting Cincinnati. Baltimore has something to play for. Cincinnati doesn't unless you count pride. And Cincinnati, nice showing last week. So they you know, came back from the dead a little bit. But I think in a situation like this, I'll nine times out of ten take the team that has something to play with, play for, especially if they're at home over the team that doesn't. So I'll go with a final score here of Baltimore 28, Cincinnati 24. Um, yeah, Cincinnati last week, that was more of like a death rattle, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to, like, really get excited about any of that. Um, Baltimore showing some signs of life. Like you said, they've got something to play for. They're at home. Uh, historically, you know, down the stretch at home, they play very well. I've liked what I've seen from them over the last few weeks. It's It's been more of a kind of a steady build. They looked very erratic for a while this season, but I think they're finally starting to get it together. I think they win very convincingly 31-17 this week. And I think we're going to see a very different-looking Cincinnati team next year. Yes, yes. 
um, yeah, the nadir for Baltimore definitely was that that London game against Jacksonville where they lost forty-two to seven or whatever that was. That was Not a good probably their low point for the season, for but at least they uh, managed to recover. And be funny if they ended up playing Jacksonville in the playoffs again. Unlikely, but uh, see what it looks like on American soil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So next we've got another game with playoff implications, that being Jacksonville at Tennessee. But yeah, I just don't think Jacksonville is going to play their starters for very long, if at all. And Leonard Fournette not likely to see the field at all. Tennessee again, they've got more to play for here, and they're at home, so I'm going to take them to win. Tennessee 28, Jacksonville 14. I'm taking Jacksonville to win this 26-21. I, I think they are going to – I think they're really going to play into this game. This is this is kind of a, a rivalry. There's really some, some pride they're playing for in this game. And I think they want to prove a point to people. Like everyone – I mean, no one's really respected the Jaguars all season. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they want to end the season on, on somewhat of a high note. And Tennessee, just DeMarco Murray shouldn't, if he gets anywhere near a field, I don't know what they're doing. But he has no business playing in this game. Uh, Tennessee overall has been lackluster to end this season. Marcus Mariota has, has made some very poor decisions in the second half of the year. And as much as I, I love this Tennessee team, I just don't know if they're built even with you know, having something to play for and really, really trying to make a run here. I just don't know if they can stack up against the Jacksonville defense, even if they only play part of the game. I, you know, we'll see. I, I think Derrick Henry is a more than capable replacement for DeMarco Murray, and it kind of stuns me that uh, they haven't featured him more. And I think it's almost certain next year that DeMarco Murray will not be back there, and Derrick Henry will be there. Mm-hmm. You know, running back, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's a top 10 running back next year when he has that job all to himself, but we'll see. I could uh, see that. I could definitely see that. Next up, we've got Kansas City with nothing to play for against Denver, which has had very little to play for most of the season, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it's the return of the Paxton Lynch show, and yeah. Uh, when you're a rookie making your first start at Denver in the last game of the season, I don't think that is, is going to turn out well. I'll go with uh, nope. Denver to win this by a couple of <laughs> touchdowns, Denver 31, Kansas City 17. Yeah, I just I, I don't see this going all that well. I have Denver winning 27-21 uh, just because, I, I mean, even with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback and, and some – you know, starters maybe not playing. I still think they'll do something. It just and Denver defense is not who you want to you want to play against uh, in Denver. I just love that this game still is almost a sellout, even though this means nothing. Neither of these teams are going to be playing all that well this week, just because this rivalry's been so good for so long. Um, that even though this game doesn't mean it, of the games that really has no meaning, this is the one I'm most excited about. Which sounds kind of silly on paper, but I will absolutely watch this game. Okay, next up we've got Tampa Bay hosting New Orleans. New Orleans a lot to play for. Tampa Bay not so much. I'll say final score New Orleans 34, Tampa Bay 24. Well, you you give Tampa Bay a lot more respect than I did. I've got New Orleans Orleans winning 34-14. This is 
This isn't going to feel like a fair fight from the get-go, I don't think. I just Tampa Bay, I had very high hopes for when the season started, and things really fell apart. <laughs> it did not go quite the yeah. way I, I drew it up. Well, Jameis Winston, is when he's been healthy, he's been pretty good. I mean, his stupid turnover. The problem is they can't aside. keep him healthy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been better the last <laughs> few weeks, but uh, I just – New Orleans has an underrated defense. And you know, mm-hmm. of course, Alvin Kamara. The defense Kamar has gotten Hubris. better as the season's gone on. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I, I think they'll be good enough to to um, win this and win the in, in doing so win the South Division. Then, but uh, we'll see. So next up, we've got Chargers hosting the Raiders. Raiders uh, gave a pretty good account for themselves against the Eagles, although they certainly weren't hitting on all cylinders. Marshawn Lynch really impressive, but I just think without much of a passing game, the Chargers good pass defense. I, I picked the Chargers to win this, to try to keep their playoff hopes alive. I'll say Chargers 24, Oakland 17. I've got the Chargers winning 28-17. I think that, you know, what we saw at Oakland last week was more the Eagles' ineptitude than it was the Raiders really doing a whole lot, although Marshawn Lynch did look good. Um, the Chargers just have a lot more to play for. They have a lot more going for them, particularly on offense. And just this defense is going to get after Derek Carr, and it's going to be a real long day for him. Okay, and then finally we have the Rams, who have already, you know, are pretty set. um, They're basically conceding this game. (laughs) Yeah, hosting the 49ers. And, yeah, I think, Jimmy Garoppolo's perfect record will continue. I see the 49ers winning this uh, 31-17. And 31-24. I figure, you know, there might, there might be some signs of life. Uh, San Francisco's defense isn't necessarily a, a shutdown defense here. So I think that you know, the Rams will do something, but clearly it's not going to be from Jared Goff or Todd Gurley. <laughs> We're going to see some other players here. But you're right, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go in, into uh, into next year still perfect. So, you know, I guess I guess being in San Francisco worked out okay for him. I didn't think it was going to, but it worked out all right. Yeah. So why don't you uh, give us some DFS picks, and then before we sign off for the last time this season, uh, we can uh, give our Super Bowl picks. All right. Let's see. Let's see what we can get here. Uh, so for DFS this week, obviously a lot of you, this is what you have to play for uh, because you know your fantasy teams are probably done, or you know you're you're hopefully going to win and also make some money here. But as far as value picks, you certainly have some this week. Uh, the stacks I like: the Falcons, Titans, Redskins, and Seahawks at quarterback: Jameis Winston, Kirk Cousins, and Tyrod Taylor. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of Bill's names here. Jamal Williams at running back, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, and C.J. Anderson. A wide receiver, really high on Eric Decker this week. I think he's had a couple of nice weeks trending upwards. This could be sort of his breakout week a little too little too late. But, you know, a good DFS pick and a great value. Keenan Allen's a must-start. Marquise Goodwin, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, and T.Y. Hilton, as we talked about before, I think he's due for a big day. Um, if Richard Rodgers doesn't play in Green Bay this week, Lance Kendricks looks like he could be poised for a good day. Greg Olson, Jason Witten, and Charles Clay, all good starts. 
and a defense, the 49ers, Titans, Seahawks, and Broncos. Okay. So how about uh, Super Bowl picks? And do you have who do you have a one in mind? Otherwise, if you need a second to think about it, I'll give you mine. Yeah, go ahead with yours. Okay. From the NFC, I think as we alluded to before, the Saints have a much improved defense this year, and Drew Brees hasn't had his best season. But I think you know the combination of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, I could definitely see them going into Philadelphia and winning a playoff game there against the Nick Foles-led Carson Wentzless um, Eagles. So I'm going to say that New Orleans will make it out of the NFC, out of the AFC, even though New England did beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks back. I think Pittsburgh, especially if Antonio Brown is back, even at three-quarters of his uh, regular ability, I, I think Pittsburgh has enough to disrupt Tom Brady and shut down the passing game. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh and New Orleans as my Super Bowl picks, and I will go with Pittsburgh to win the Super Bowl. Oh, Ooh, okay. All right, I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm actually... It's a little more exciting than picking New England over uh, Philadelphia, which is probably what most people would pick at this point, but, or New England yeah, over I think, Minnesota. I think but... New England is my pick out of the AFC, but I'm going to take these crazy Minnesota Vikings to win it all in the NFC, and I'm gonna, I, I think I'm going to have to take the Patriots beating Minnesota in the Super Bowl, but I think I think that Case Keenum could take them on a run. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay, so there you have it. And um, as always, Jana, thanks for just holding everything together and really being the backbone oh, of the show. Thank you for, for having me for another year. Really enjoy it always. It's, it's one of the highlights of the week for me during football season is to get together with you and gab about uh, fantasy football for an hour and uh, really enjoy it. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll be back I think, again. I think we'll be back for a, a ninth season. I just think we're outlasting most NFL careers at this point, which is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. As always, it's Certainly been an Eli incredible Apple. year. <laughs> Eli Apple for sure. Um, but we'll be back with you. It sounds like next season for a ninth year, unprecedented. But you can always find us all season long, all off season long. Uh, Sherpa and I do in- occasionally talk about things other than fantasy football. But you can find us at the fantasyfootballsherpa.com. You can find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook at Twitter, the number four T H N inches show at J K I M one six and fantasy underscore Sherpa. Thank you so much for hanging with us for an eighth season. It's been awesome, and good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing one of us, which I don't think either of us are actually playing this week. But either way, we'll stick with it. And if you need any last-minute advice, you know how to find us all over social media. Thank you so much, guys, and have a great week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.